Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. In verse 14, he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. I'm glad I'm not there because I want to show you something, but let us go to him. I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. Jesus knows the importance and the power of faith. And he's going to teach them a lesson in faith. And I believe he still wants to teach us a lesson in faith today. Because the just shall live. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, We need to go to class again. Bible Institute is starting on the 18th. And it will teach you that the just shall live by faith. The just live by faith. The people of God live. We function. We operate by faith. And if we're going to operate by faith. He has to teach us faith. It doesn't take faith to do what you have the capacity to do. It takes faith to do what you cannot do. To just live on. Come on, say that. To just live on. Faith. And Jesus said, you need a a lesson in faith if you're going to follow me because that's what it's going to take for you to get to where you need to get to. You're going to need some faith. Faith, when, it, when you boil it down to its simplest definition, is just believing. Faith is believing that whatever God says, that's what's going to happen. We who are called by the name of the Lord, we who are the people of God, will never accomplish the things that God has in store for us if we do not exercise faith to believe that God is able. Now listen, if all you're ever going to do for God is just come to church and sing a couple of songs and have a little prayer, give your offering and go home, you don't need faith for that. But, when, but every person that God has called, God has a purpose for your calling. He didn't call you to sit soaking sour. He called you to get up and be involved in the kingdom of God and to accomplish something for the kingdom. And if you're going to do that, it's going to take faith. You just can't just sit around and wait for things to go bad and say, Lord, I need you to move for me. Lord, say, why? You ain't doing nothing. But when you're going to accomplish something for God, he's always going to give you an assignment that's greater than your capacity to get it done. And you're going to have to believe God for it. Look in the scriptures. Everybody God called, they just looked at God and said, really? 
Moses, go talk to Pharaoh. Tell him to let my people go. Are you kidding me? Me, go talk to Pharaoh after I done killed somebody in Egypt and ran away? And who am I that's going to talk to Pharaoh? I got it, Moses. I got you. Just go do like I tell you. Gideon, mighty man. Gideon said, who are you talking to me? Gideon was hiding in a cave. The Midianites was all over the place. He was hiding. And God said, you're my mighty man. Gideon said, you can't be talking to me. He says, if you're talking to me, Lord, show me a sign. And he threw something out there on the ground. God showed him a sign. He said, okay, let's do it backwards. Everybody is challenged when God is calling us to a higher place and a, and a different place in our lives. And Jesus said, if you're going to do that, it's going to require faith because God will get the glory out of what you're going to do. Every once in a while, somebody say to me, Pastor Martin, you're doing a great job over there. You're building church. I'm saying, you know what? <laughs> if God hadn't been involved, we would have got nothing done. Because when, when I was involved, we would five people in a room. We couldn't make it grow. Only God makes it grow. Only God provides. Only God do those things. We have seen the miracle hand of God over and over in our congregation. It is God. We had to stretch and walk by faith, not by sight. We had to believe God. You're sitting here because we believe God for this place. We believe God for this property. We believe God. We couldn't do this on our own. We, have to, we didn't have the power or the capacity to do anything but God. So Jesus is telling them, you need a lesson in faith. So while he was standing at the home of the sisters who were mourning, Jesus said this in verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe I'm the resurrection and the life? Do you believe if you die, I can bring you back to life? Do you believe that if you believe in me, you never die? Jesus tells the disciples that God wanted to display his power so that they may believe. Now he's asking, Martha, do you believe I am the resurrection? Do you believe this? Now they are already distraught. They are already concerned about what took him so long to come. And if you had been here, if you read the text, he said, now if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. They're getting on his case. They're laying it at his feet. They're trying to throw him under the bus. And he said, no, no, if you believe, do you believe on the resurrection? Do you believe this? In that verse, Jesus had just given them and us the gospel message. He says, whoever believe in me will not perish, but shall have everlasting life. If you believe in me, you're not going to perish. Even though you die physically, you're not going to die. You're going to live forever in eternity with God. When, when we come to Christ, we exercise our faith. We believe he died for our sins and he offers us eternal life. You got to believe that to be saved. You got to stretch your faith. It, it requires faith for you to even come to Christ. You got to believe that he died on a cross and that he was raised up on the third day. You got to believe that enough to say, I accept you as my Lord and Savior to come into my life. And he's saying, do you believe I'm the resurrection? I've resurrected you from your dead sin life and now I'm giving you an eternal life. You will never die again. Though you may die physically, 
you are not going to die spiritually. We will not perish, but we will have everlasting life. That's for the believers. That's for the believers. There's two destinations for men. One is heaven, the other is hell. And we can't buy what we've been hearing all the time, every time somebody dies. We know he's in a better place. We don't know he's in a better place. We just know he's not here. But for those who are believers, when our time is up, we will just fall asleep. Only those who have not committed their lives to Christ and believe in him will suffer the eternal death of separation from God. You will be eternally separated from him which is that eternal death. And then Jesus tells them, take away the stone in verse 29. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor for he's been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, he, he's emphasizing that again. Didn't I tell you if you believe you would see the glory of God? In other words, Jesus is saying, what does a stone have to do with it? What does a bad odor have to do with it? What does him being dead four days got to do with it? Didn't I already tell you? See, the Lord is now ready to go to work and release his miraculous power on the behalf of Martha and Mary and the rest of the family and friends. And the first thing he had to do was to overcome the challenges to the faith. There's always going to be a challenge to your faith. When God speaks to you and tells you how things are going to go, you're still going to be challenged to your faith. The doctor will tell you something altogether different. He'll tell you to go to hospice. God tell you to go home. But there's going to be a challenge to your faith. Whose report are you going to believe? There's a challenge to your faith. God told Moses, go get my people and take them to the promised land. And they were shouting and rejoicing. Remember when they were leaving Egypt and the first thing they run into is the Red Sea. And the people turn around now, why you bring us out here to kill us? We could have died in Egypt. Pharaoh's at their back, the Red Sea's at the front, they're boxed in, they can't go anywhere. And then Moses come to God and say, Lord, look at where we're at. God said, I know where you're at. Why coming down to me? Didn't I say we go into the promised land? Yeah, but here's the Red Sea. Okay, so do something. Stretch forth your hands. Speak to the sea. Moses stretched forth his hand, and you know the rest. They were walking across the water on dry land. God said, the Red Sea ain't got nothing to do with what I said going to happen. Your, your obstacles, the things that you see doesn't have anything to do with what I say is going to happen. I am the creator. I can make things move when I want it to move. I can cause things to rise up. I can cause things to fall down. I am God. Now, notice Jesus did not respond to the facts. The facts were that there was a stone there. Uh, he just told somebody to move it. But the facts were that there was an odor that let them know that this body was decaying and he had been there. But Jesus did not respond. He didn't even say anything about the odor or the fact that he'd been there for four days. Jesus knew the facts were that Lazarus was dead. But I'm going to tell you something. Faith fight the facts. And faith negate the facts. It doesn't matter what the facts are when faith is involved. God will turn the facts around and say, no, whatever I say, that's what is real. 
Jesus responded, did I not tell you after they told him about the odor? Okay, I understand what you're saying, but did you hear what I said? I said that if you believed, you will see the glory of God. And that's what I want you to know right now. If you believe, you will see. If you can believe it, you can see it. Our problem is we don't believe it. We believe it conceptually, but we don't believe it in our heart. This is what God said. This is what I'm going to stand on. I heard God speak to me. I heard God through his word. I know what God is saying in my life and in my heart and in my situation. And so I will believe God. And I'm going to stand on that belief no matter what I see because we walk by faith and not by Sight. We walk by faith and we don't walk by sight. Jesus did not raise Lazarus from the dead just because he loved Lazarus and he loved the family. He raised Lazarus from the dead so that they could see and so we could see how faith works. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.